Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Leaving Cert students should get points for sports, charity work, school plays and other extracurricular activities, according to a Fine Gael senator. Joe Riley believes 15% of the marks should be set aside for such activities. And it comes amid the ongoing discussions around the reform of the Leaving Cert system. Higher Education Minister Simon Harris earlier this week suggested the current senior cycle doesn't properly prepare students for life beyond school. He said 5% would be given for social activity, all things around charity work, visiting needy people and indeed environmental work. And uh, then we would give 5% for cultural and artistic activities such as participation in school plays, musicals, painting, murals, drama, you know, the arts. And thirdly, they give another 5% for sporting, athletic participation. You know, hurling, GA, soccer, rugby, whatever it happens to be. And the Fine Gael Senator believes it would give the activities an important standing in school while also helping young people develop empathy and a wider intellectual curiosity and a skill set. He stressed that the academic achievements would remain the primary focus and proposed that a panel of teachers in each school would oversee the activities for marking. One concern raised is that such a focus on extracurricular activities would perhaps benefit schools in middle class or wealthy areas, but disadvantaged or desh schools might not do as well out of that. However, Senator O'Reilly argued that it could be a great leveller by giving all schools an opportunity to put further emphasis on social, cultural and artistic and sporting activities. He also believes students with these additional skills would bring more to to academia than is currently the case. Now, I suppose the real question I need to ask here, and we will talk about the CEO a little bit later on in that process, a little bit later on when we talk to Niall Collins, but what I want to talk about is the whole idea that everybody should go to college or the whole idea that we should have an exam, a memory exam. And when you go through your life into work, into the workplace, we don't have memory exams. You're basically assessed by an employer or by your boss and you will be promoted accordingly. So the boss assesses your performance constantly all the time. And if you're doing well and you're selling a lot of stuff, if you're in sales, for example, or you're achieving a lot in any particular job, the boss recognises that and they promote you accordingly. You don't rarely in any job would you sit down and be asked to do a memory exam because they assume that you know what you're doing. Um so why are we focused so much on exams that focus on memory when we have seen with the continuous assessment that we're currently doing with Junior Cert to some degree and also the Leaving Cert with some degree as well that it works quite well. We've managed to do it for two years in a pandemic. We've given kids grades based on their assessments and those children hopefully will do well. When I say children, young adults will do well. So I want to know, is it time to scrap it? The current model that we have for education, it's a mess it doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't fulfill everybody's needs so is it time to scrap that current model of education remember the educational system was designed around the industrial revolution it wasn't designed i believe for the new world that we live in today's world which is very different i mean when i went to school there was no such thing as going to college now everybody seems to want to go to college and i don't think that should be the case either there are kids out there in college courses and they'll drop out after two years and then pick another course maybe and go into that and maybe be successful or they'll drop out and go into a job they've no interest in the course they're in they're only in there because they feel they should go to college because that's the done thing isn't it so really we need to change how we look at everything and the start of that would be to get rid of memory exams which are not good for everybody. Works for some people. Didn't work for me. I'm not good at memory exams. 
I'm really good at, you know, picking things up and learning things, but I'm not good at memory exams. So is it time to get rid of the Leaving Cert in its current state and to scrap it all together and just do a continuous assessment in schools? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That goes for college too, by the way, not just the Leaving Cert. Eric, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eric? Hi, Niall. How are you? Now, Eric, it is complicated, and I know every student is different. You know, some students are good at memory exams, so to speak, and others are not so good at it. And they're, they're really clever people. They just don't remember things on the day. They fall apart at the seams or whatever it is. But is it the best way to do things? Oh, I must, I must compliment you on your introduction. It was, it was outstanding. You covered so much, and it's not going to be easy. But ultimately, um, memory isn't the best way, but the current leaving cert is not is not totally about memory. Ninety percent of the current leaving cert subjects have a practical or oral or project uh, portion of it, so it is it is there. Like if you think back, oh, sorry, just, sorry, you, I just, sorry, I just want to mention not to interrupt you, but you are a school teacher because I didn't say that at the start. Okay, so yeah. you, would, you would have a good knowledge of all this. But go on, explain yeah. it to me. Sorry, I, I, I am a, I am a I am a school teacher, and I'm also a teacher who's actively involved in sports and extracurricular activities. I love that. So when I would have done my leaving cert, it would have been great for someone like me if, if you got points for, for being a good person, for doing sports, all that type of stuff. But I just think, and I say this is someone who runs sports in my school, and we, we play high-level rugby, um, I don't think getting points in the leaving cert should be around uh, being a good person, volunteering, uh, playing sports. Because what you're doing, like you mentioned, is you're creating another strata to divide students. Because... There are students who are just disengaged in school, and for me, that's the problem. Yeah, see, I, I wasn't, I didn't get involved in any sports in school, and I still don't like sport. I'm not a sporting person, so that would be a disadvantage to me if I had been in school. And, and it, look, and it could be the same for whatever the arts, it could be the same for musicals or whatever you're involved in. People have different skills. And I think if you're interested in something, you should do that because you want to. Sport, music, art, that should all be about fun and engagement. It shouldn't be about having to do it for the reason, sir. Um, look, the, uh, parents want their kids to do best. So if there's marks going for sports in the leaving cert, there'll be grinds in sports, or there'll be some way to get extra marks there. There'll be there'll be kids doing plays not because they want to do the play, but because there's marks for the leaving cert. This any system will be manipulated for, so so students can get the most points to go to college. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to have a holistic education like what you kind of mentioned, then leaving cert needs to be broken from third level uh, progression. So if you want to do all the things you're talking about, which could be good, then you can't have the leaving cert as a deciding factor. See, when, I, when, I, when I look at our current system, and you as a school teacher, I'm sure, recognise this. Okay, we adapt it every now and again, and we, we change it a little bit, and we tweak it, and we bring in new subjects and stuff like that. But we've got to a point where time and the world is changing so quickly. When I look at the world now to the world I was in when I did my Leaving Cert in 1979, it's a very different world. You know, I mean, industry was a big part of 1979. It's not such a big part of it now. Most of the industry in the world is in China, for God's sake, right? So the majority of stuff in this country and available to students over here is tech. Um, You know, it's in the sciences. It's in all those kind of uh, things. And, okay, some kids are really good at that. Some are not. So then we should be encouraging, and I'll be speaking to Niall uh, Collins and uh, Fianna Fáil a bit later on, encouraging other kids to be a plasterer, be a carpenter, yes. be an electrician. You don't need to go to college. This idea, it's almost like an automatic rite of passage now. When you finish your leaving cert, you immediately get worried about your points and what, what course am I going to do? It's not, am I going to do a course? It's what course am I going to do? That's not you, the way we should be looking at it. You were 100% right. What you said there is perfect. 
Um, there is, look, school league tables comes out, and every year you get them in all the newspapers, who's top of the league, uh, some private school in Dublin where 110% of their students went to college. I don't know how 110% of students go to college, but I, I don't know. How do you even yeah, figure but, that one out? Yeah. Well, look, that's the top of the table. And you go down the bottom of the table, and it's schools where 30% went to third level or went to university. And it's even universities. It's, like, it, it's even stratified by university as opposed to institutes of technology and, 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 and senior college courses. So what you said, and like, I remember when I first got involved in management of schools, it was all about, oh, we need to get our leaving for progression rate up to 92%. We have to get, so it was considered a failure if someone left school, even though they mightn't have been suited for school, because now most, most, guys do the leave, most students in the leaving for now are 19 years old. They're almost men and women. Well, they are men and women. They, they are men and women, can, yes, of course. Yeah. They, can, they can vote, they can smoke, they can But should, they we, can should get we not be preparing, say if Johnny or Mary... We recognise at 16 years of age after junior cert, they're not the most academic person in the world. Right. And that's, we have to be honest, right? Some people are just not academic, right? They're not, they're not going to end up, you know, being a mathematician. They're not going to be a school teacher. But Jesus Christ, they're brilliant with their hands. You know, look at the way this guy can build a table in woodwork. And let's focus more on subjects for that child, you know, that are more manual. And let's give them more points and let's assess them on that basis and encourage them then to go forward to be a cabinet maker, to be a carpenter uh, and to go into, a, you know, an apprenticeship at a young age. Because that's what we did back in 19... Accidentally, by the way, that's what we did back in the 1970s. And it worked. It worked very it well. It worked. And that's what should be done. After the junior... All students should do a common junior up to the age of 15 or 16. And after that, there should be proper options whereby if you're the academic type, if you want to be a doctor, put it this way, I'm sure your, your station will be played in a doctor's surgery. Would your patients going into the doctor, would they like to be taught by a doctor who got his leaving to results based on doing subjects or having got his leaving to results based on being in a play or playing on football on a field? <laughs> we know what the answer to that is going to be. But what, but what, we take a step back, you were right. After the junior search, students that don't, that aren't academically minded or students that have just disengaged from education, there should be ways for them to go and become, like you said, there, there's excellent money in the trade at the moment. There's excellent money in hairdressers. There's excellent money. Even if, you, even if, you're, if you're a personable type of person, you want to work in a shop or a supermarket, there, 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 is, there is great management skills there. Like you, you see, you, you hear about the little analogy management programs all the time. As someone that goes in with a right attitude and a hard work ethic, they can progress fast. And that's what should be there. But you know what the problem is now? The problem is money and finances. It is far easier to throw 70,000 students into a classroom up until the age of 19 and teach them English, Irish and math or whatever. Absolutely. And, I, and, I, and I'm listening to the Minister, uh, Pascal Donoghue, the other day talking about retrofitting houses by the year 2025, right? And and they're, they're planning on doing 500,000 houses, you know, before 2025. I'm going, firstly, where are you going to get the people to do these things? We don't have enough people in construction as it is to build more houses, etc., etc., this is what we need. And we need people to do that. I'm not saying we treat people like slaves, but we need there. And there are loads of people out there who are in courses currently in college at the moment. I know some of them who have no interest in being there. They're only there because mom and dad are paying for it and they feel, well, I should be here. My mates are all here. Well, do me a favour. Stay there just for a second if you can. I want to go to Bernie. Bernie, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Bernie? I'm grand, Danny. How are you today? I'm good. And Bernie, don't think for one minute I wouldn't want to encourage a child into college if they want to go to college and be a doctor or be, you know, a, an IT specialist or whatever it happens to be. But it's not for everybody. And I think that the Leaving Cert is responsible for a lot of this too. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, the Leaving Cert is part of the Irish history and the thing. That's what I feel. We've all done it. And it was a test at 17 years of age before you went out into the big bad world. It, you know, if anyone asked me my Leaving Cert results now, I wouldn't have a clue what they were. Do you not remember but what they were, the time, no? 
Not a clue, but I know that it started, you know... I know I failed history and French, that's all I know. Because oh, my dad I kicked me from one end of the house to the other. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It started us off on a road to life. It started with our, our first gate into the into the world of of, educa- of life. If I had to do my leaving service for the rest of my days, if all I had to go through life, now, when I look back, I'd say the leaving service was a, a piece of paper that I would lo- do every day. However... I do think that the TY year and all this new education changes should be more utilised into finding out what these people have, their skills are, and allowing us to test. So if somebody wants to be a hairdresser or somebody wants to work and uh, go in the iron, everything should be available. Learn to drive, learn how to open a bank account, learn how to, um, you know... Well, that's, uh, but that's, the the gist, that's the gist of TUI. But the problem with TUI is the transition year for, for children is in some schools, it's really good. In my son's school, for example, they set up a bank. He had to uh, set up all the membership cards, uh, the books and the accounts on the computer. So they did stuff, right? In yes. some schools, TUI is crap, where the schools are not as good as other schools and they don't have the students participating in things that they should be participating in. So it depends. It's a school-by-school school basis. Some schools are good at it, other schools are crap at well, it. Shall we, can we not just use the, the, the Department of Education to change their tack maybe and say, right, everybody's going to learn at 16 to learn to drive in TUI. There, you know, whoever wants to learn it is available. Whoever wants to learn how to open a bank account, all these things are taught so that when you go in and do your leave insert and go out into the world, you have some basis of how the world works. And you're right, nobody, not everybody, very few people are actually ready for college at 18 or 19 years of age. There's absolutely, you could go to college at my age now in your 60s and you'd probably have more benefit because you've learned a lot more and you'd be much more wiser, wised up. And I think that there is a, a much more value put if you take up a trade. I think that learning how to, to be a, an electrician, a carpenter, are far more sustainable in the world today and make the world a better place. Well, we're go- well, well I can tell you, well, about 10 years we're going to be seriously short of people in the construction industry yeah. or people with trades or people with skills exactly. like that. Look, I have an electrician come here at me for the last few weeks and three of them are working here in the house trying to rewire it because it's unsafe. And like the skills that those lads bring to the table, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go to college. No. And they are exceptionally good at their work, very professional, and they've learned over the years as they went through life. They all have their leaving cert done, but they, they went on into this trade. And I have to say that I think it's a very admirable skill and a, and a fantastic set of knowledge that they have. You know, and they're living within all the guidelines of the electricity, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. fire hard, all these New Yorks that have come in. And so the leaving cert is the start of, of our lives. But we should have a lot more things in our curriculum for our children. Yeah, no, I, and, and I just feel there's an automatic need to go to college. As I said to you, 1979, when I went to college, or when I went to school, sorry, should I say when I finished up school, nobody, well, there was one person in my class went to college. One. Now, I ended up doing night courses in City and Gills in electronics, which didn't serve me very well, but I left, I left it after about a year. But in saying that, Nobody went to, people just didn't go to college. Now, there was a case of not being able to afford to go because in those days, of course, we didn't have the education system we have now, right? But in saying that, like most of those people in that class did all right. You know, a lot of them went to be guards, mechanics, uh, plasters, plumbers, radio presenters. (laughs) So, you know, and they all, I mean, some, you know, will probably end up later in life, maybe go to college to do something if they wanted to do it. But there's an automatic need to go to college. Every student believes they should go to college because their mum and dad pressured them into it. Yeah, but look, I became a nurse. I went in the hard way. I went in and lived in a nurse's home. We spent a year there. We learned, we went to class, PTS for three months. Then we went out on the wards and we learned it from the ground up. 
mm. as a student nurse and you were responsible as, as you as you grew and your you know did your exams and that's how you learned it and then over years you gained the experience. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I love and all nursing in college doesn't work for me. I don't think that you can work and care for people from a college. Well, I, 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 well, I think the college for the first couple of years, I mean, they do move into the hospital after two years, but the college for the first couple of years, I suppose, is, is getting all the background, the medications, I suppose, and learning we all about the human body, etc. Well, we got that in three months. Mm. You know, I mean, we weren't stupid. We picked it up, we absorbed it, and then we went out onto the wards and we were, you know, uh, brought around with their staff and we were shown, and exper- experienced staff showed us how to work, and then we learned from them. And that's how it worked. It was more like an apprenticeship, more so, than, yeah, than, exactly. than actually a college so, course, yeah. So after three years, you qualified as a nurse and you went out into the world and you could travel and do your thing. And I think, you know, a lot of people in TY year would benefit from maybe working in a, in a hospital environment or a caring environment and learn the skills. Maybe they have them. They don't need a, a 600 points. But to that, that's the learn. purpose of TY. That's what TY is meant to be doing. And as I said, it's done really well in some schools. Some schools are very focused on TY, but it says on the schools. Some schools really, you know, don't, I'm not saying they don't give a damn, but they just don't try hard enough. No, no, no. And, and, that's, and, and I think it needs to be improved. That service, I think that system needs to be improved in all schools. Okay, well, just stay there a second. Let me go to Graeme as well, a resident school teacher. Uh, Graeme, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Graeme? All right, fine. How are you getting on? Good. Graeme, I mean, look, there's two questions. I'm going to be talking to Niall Collins a little bit later on, junior education minister. But in saying that, we will be talking about, the, you know, this idea of encouraging children to go into apprenticeships. But it kind of ties in with the first topic about the leaving cert and the idea of a memory exam. Does it still work? Yes, it does, broadly speaking. Right. Um, Is it fit for purpose? Yes, but that doesn't mean it can't be improved. Are there problems with it? Of course there are. There are problems with everything. In relation to education, nothing should ever be set in stone. It always has to evolve and improve. Um, it was the, I forget where the phrase comes from, but every day is a learning day. That applies, that's meant to apply to absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So the, it's constantly evolving and improving to serve the needs of the students we have in front of us. Is it perfect? Of course not. Absolutely. I would be very surprised if you find any person, educator, student or parent, who'd say that it is. But the idea, a lot of the people who will propose, oh, we'll scrap it all together, don't have a viable alternative. Well, the viable alternative is continuous assessment, isn't it? And who's going to do that? Well, well, you're saying who's going to do it. It has to be. Yeah. Something like that has to be done, surely. Uh, I mean, again, we've done it for the last, we've done it for the last like two that. years, haven't we? Yeah, and has there been any problems? Well, there has been some. <laughs> but, I mean, I, but I'm sure over time we could perfect that a little bit better, couldn't we? But to, to replace one directly with the other, no, I don't think so. And also, let's be real about it, life involves pressure. But see, what I see is that I see a changing world whereby we should be getting students just after their junior cert and recognising what they're good at. Because, and I used to say this to all my kids when they finished their junior set. Now I said, you have to be sure what you want to do in life right now. This is the time to decide. You know, not next year when it's too late and you've already How picked your subjects. Have you met that are sure at four, 14 or no, 15? No, but, but they've already, the problem is they've picked their subjects. Yeah, but they've picked their subjects, Graham. It's too late then. You it's know what not, I mean? Because the, subject, the subjects do not determine what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Well, well they if can. If they did, I'd be, I'd be off teaching Latin somewhere. <laughs> Thankfully, I escaped that fate. Um... He's Domino's feeling. Any fan of Latin. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but okay, but no, what I'm saying is, we should recognise, as, as I mentioned earlier on to Eric, if Johnny or Mary is good at metalwork or engineering or woodwork or dance or drama or whatever it happens to be, or even if he's, we think he's going to be a professional footballer, whatever. Then, we they sh- continue, then they continue on and focus on those. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're going to end up doing it as a career. So you continue, and most of those things are subjects, not all in fairness, but most of those are things you can uh, follow on through school so you get better at them. 
and you, especially as you get older, you can more orientate what you're doing and have a better idea of, well, it's like, well, is this actually going to lead to a job or employment or something I can do for the rest of my life, or is it going to be a hobby and a passion while I have to work to get something else? But, but is it not time to just change the system we have, although it, I know it gets tweaked every now and again and we improve it and improve it and improve it, but, you know, is it not time to change it altogether? To what? I, I'm not the expert, Graeme. You know, you, I mean, I'm, I'm not a minister I'm for a education. I'm a teacher. I didn't explain. I didn't. I'm not. A, I'm not pretending. I'm a, uh, yeah, but, an but what, what, I, what I do leadership. see is I see kids who are in college who've done a leaving cert purely because that's what they're supposed to do. Who go to college purely because they believe that's what they're supposed to do. They drop out after a year and a half and they take a job somewhere else and they do a different course because they're just there because they oh you're supposed to go to college. It doesn't matter. I mean, th- when I look well, back, when I was young, that wasn't the case. Head? Sorry, Bernie. Who, who's putting the idea Society. that they have to go to college? Into, but who? But, it, but it's, it's not anyway. Like, who says that everybody has to be a certain size? What I'm saying to you is, it's a societal influence. But, um, Nile, when you were going to school, who, you didn't go to college. It wasn't an option. That, that was because, yes. yeah, but there was that no wasn't money. Because it was a choice. Because you, had to, you, pay, you either had to get a job or your parents had to take out extra work to get the money because there was no money. So it shouldn't yeah, but be that's not a of, choice. The choice is there now. Yeah. So what do you do? So what else? You have to have more choices for people to, because you might. And we're all not good at everything. My father, you know, constantly was at me. He he was a nine to five man in Dublin Airport for thirty years, right? And oh, he, my dad was Cork Airport. Okay. So and he was constantly. You should get a nine to five job like your father, right? And he was constantly arranging interviews for me with his mates in Dublin Airport at the time. There was a lot of that kind of choistry going on, right? Yeah. And, and he'd say to me things like, "I have an interview with this morning. The two lads that are interviewing are good mates of mine. Don't mess it up, right? If they ask you, have you got a driver's license? Just say yes. We'll sort it out." So the first thing I did when I went in is said, "Do you have a driver's license?" No, because <laughs> I just I did I didn't want the didn't want job. job. And yeah. I kept yeah. saying to him, "I want to be a DJ." And he goes, "Kept coming. There's no money being a DJ." DJ, nine to five job is the way it is. And so I went against what he said. And that's what it'll take now is for kids to go against what society is telling them is the right thing to do. So how do you get kids to that stage? Because I I want kids who believe they're really good at something to be encouraged to do it. Not to be told, oh yeah, you're really good at that. She can do that part time. We'll go into college anyway. She'll go into college anyway. And that's what we're telling kids to do. Speak for yourself, mate. Sorry, no, but I'm sitting inside in a school. There's nobody here telling that to anybody. Mm. Okay, I'm not privy to every single conversation. I have never heard anyone say anything vaguely even close to that. I mean, I, my, yeah, my kids are in their 30s and they're finding their, their, their niche in life now. They did start off, they did go to, didn't like college, they came back after three or six months and then they got jobs working and they're finally finding their niche. One once is in the ambulance, mm-hmm. trying, you know, and childcare and, uh, you know, contract out in New Zealand working, selling cars. They're happy. They but I, I would like to see... For them, and I admire and appreciate that okay. they didn't stand their ground and go, oh God, mom wants me to go to college. But I, but I, I would like to see take a classroom and out of all the kids who leave that classroom in sixth year and every course they went into, how many of those kids actually ended up in a job that was specific to the course they wanted to, and are they happy in the job? I would like to see the stats of that because I don't believe that over 50% of those people will be happy. Well, well, that's, that's, good, that, that's, that's, a, that's a far wider societal issue than anything else. I mean, plenty of people... In that who, job I'm talking about. Going to, yeah, but go, going through college isn't necessarily mean because you, you are going to do this course with these to X jobs. Now, there are some courses that that is that straight route, but the vast majority are 
a significant proportion of it. There is not a straight route to a, or a direct, definable job. When I was, again, I did arts. Why did I do arts? Because I had that bold notion what I wanted to do, and I know I'm going to do By the way, history. that's the reason most people are in arts, because they have a bold notion what yeah, they're going to do. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The, uh, I think but, arts have the highest dropout, haven't they? Yeah, uh, I would not. Yeah, but I did I enjoy the course? Was I good and interested at it when I, when I applied myself? And then... Uh, as I went through those three years and that, did I grow up? Did I mature? Did I get a better idea? Yeah. Now, I still went and fecked off around the world for a couple of years. But I eventually got around to making use of it. And, and I, then I, you became a school teacher. I'm back in college this year. I'm back in eighth year. Right, okay. Stay there a second because I have to go to a break. The number is 87 Got off on a tangent a little bit there, but the, what I am talking about is this idea by Joe O'Reilly that you should get marks for different activities, you know, like, you know, visiting needy people and uh, environmental work or charity work or sporting or athletic participation, etc. Schools, plays, musicals. You should get points in your leaving there for all that. And it got me thinking, you know, in relation to the leaving there, do we need it? I mean, Graham says, you know, the idea of the continuous assessment is not perfect. It's not working out maybe as well as it should. And maybe we'd need more staff to do something like that on a regular basis. I don't know how that would work. Do you believe the Leaving Cert, as it stands currently, as people call it, a memory exam, do you think it's fit for purpose? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 Hi, Niall. It's Margaret here. Um, I'd just like to raise a point or two with regard to apprenticeships for kids today. Or students, should I say. Young men, young women. Um employers should be actually contracted to keep them on for at least a year or two after they serve their apprenticeship with them. Um, I found my husband in the early 80s um, qualified, never managed to get um, full-time work in his trade because he didn't have the experience necessary. My son, the same thing in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, qualified, didn't have enough experience. You need somebody with two years experience. How do you get it when the employers don't give you a chance? You serve your apprenticeship, you're entitled to be contracted for at least a year or two. Thanks, Niall. Take care. Bye. All right, don't forget, by the way, you can send us in a WhatsApp message just like that one, by the way, by going on 087 Just press the little microphone. Uh, Dave, be with you in a second. Let me go to Diane first, if I can. Diane, you're in Ireland's classic kids. <laughs> Hi, Niall. How are you? How are you doing? Now, Diane, you took your daughter out of school. I sure did. I was him and all all summer, and uh, I decided this year, yeah, we would take her out for TY. Okay. Um, I have two older boys. One of them um, did everything in TY. He was brilliant. And the other one did nothing. So with and was the that, were, they, were they both in the same school or in different schools? No, same school. Okay, okay. Just, just, just t- different kids. Yeah, I know TY different. is good for some kids, not good for others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, then with COVID and everything, I just thought, you know what, I'm just, I just kind of wish I had had a skill. Um, so I've put her into the Anne Galligan hairdressing course twice okay. a week. Brilliant. And she's working in McDonald's the other days. Okay. And so she's, she's in TY year. So how old is she now? Uh, she's 16. Okay. So she's in TY year, but she's um, doing an apprenticeship, essentially, in hairdressing. Oh. Well, no, I took her out of TY completely. Oh, I took okay. her out to school. All right. Yeah. And is this what she's always wanted to do? No, not necessarily, no. She, she's good at doing, uh, you know, hair. Okay. But um, I just thought, you know, if, if at the end of her leaving cert or college or whatever she does in life, she can hop on a plane and go anywhere in the world and she can do hairdressing. Okay, all right. Okay, so... And she's, 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 any. Okay, so she is going to go back to do her leaving cert. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, I get you. And what a great idea. What a wonderful idea. So you just, you're going to skill her, basically. And that's yeah, a great, a yeah. great idea. 
Yeah, so she's already she's opened up her bank account. She's got a revenue, you know, her own account there. Yeah. She's, you know, she's learning to deal with the public within McDonald's. They've been great to her. And um, she's loving the course in town and everything's great. She's jumping out of bed. Well, that's great. <laughs> she's she's got a bit of every... I mean, she's kind of got a bit of what we had 30 years ago because most of us, by the way, would have been working at 16 and 17, 30 years ago. So yes, she's got a bit yes. of what we have and she's also yes. got the education as well and she's going to go back and finish that and complete that too. So she'll have a yeah. little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, fair play to you. That's good parenting, Diane, can I just point <laughs> out. I, I, do, I, I wish more people would, you know look at their children and embrace what their children are good at and say, well, my child is good at this. I should push them more towards this rather than just going with the norm because that's what everybody's yeah. doing. Yeah, no, I don't feel that everybody is for college and I think there's always there's always something out there for everybody and not to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be the best academic in the world to do well in life. No. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I mean, look, yeah. I didn't go to college. Well, I went to college. I went to, I went to night courses in Kevin Street for two years to do a sitting gills in electronics. Nothing to do with radio, yeah. by the way, can I just point out. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am today. So it doesn't, you know, and I know lots of kids who went to media colleges, different media colleges around the country, and they're doing nothing. Yeah. They're, they're not even yeah. working in radio. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, and, and I've seen it here myself when we have interns that will come in here into the radio station or people that come in to help out and what have you. I've seen some that have been in college for three or four years and I don't want to be bad, but they're idiots. And then I see ones yeah. that, ha- that haven't been to college and they pick it up really quickly and they're, they're yeah. really interested in it and they're good at it. You know, I do, yeah. college is not the be all and end all. Do you know what I mean? It no, really isn't. You've, got to, you've got to deal with people in life and learn how to get on and different skills and stuff. So she's doing great and I'm delighted with, the, with this. Mm. Well, let me, let me just go to Dave, if I can, as well. Dave, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. Dave, great to hear what mm-hmm. Diana's doing there with her daughter. So she's basically harnessing what she's good at, her creativity, getting her into hairdressing while continuing her education at the same time. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I mean, let's be honest, hairdressers make sick money. Like, Oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah. Particularly when they're doing mixers as well. Yeah, and- exactly. You know, you can do stuff at home and it's all tax-free as well. <laughs> we shouldn't really be advertising that fact, can I find out? Uh, we shouldn't be advertising that fact. Of course they paid their taxes, for God's sake, David. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I always pay taxes on my mixer. Yeah. Oh, of course uh, you do. You uh, go no, running. No, when you get that 50 quid for the mixer, you go running to the revenue and say, here's your share immediately. Yeah, exactly. I know. I think you're allowed to go out. Is there earn 10 grand outside your wages before you have to declare? I don't know who told you that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I, I, that's what I think. I'm sticking to it, right? That's your story. <laughs> so, Dave, you believe the whole system, our education system, needs a revamp? I could do with a bit of an overhaul. I don't know about, like, scrapping the leaving cert, you know, uh, outright. But, like, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. The school I'm hoping that my young lad goes to, um, we had an open night there the other night. And if I'm being honest, I wanted to go there, you know. And, like, it was actually my old secondary school, but it has changed so much. Like, um, like one of the things that really stuck with us was the principal said, he said, obviously you're here for an education, but first and foremost, we're here for the kids. We're here to make sure that when they leave the school, they leave with well-rounded individuals who can actually operate and survive in the real world. Like, they'll do a test in first year, which was the academically how they do. And, you know, instead of maybe, say, doing French as an academic subject, they might do woodwork or metalwork. You know, it, 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 it's all about paying to their strength. You know, he said, we leave um, amps and guitars and musical instruments out at lunchtime. So if the kids want to go in and mess around, he said they found those kids there with musical talents that they didn't even know that they had. Yeah. You know, so I think the idea is, like, focus on, you know, find out what they might be good at and, and play off their strength. You know what I mean? And 
because I remember I was in, when I was in secondary school, uh, my science teacher told me, well, lads, if you can't memorize periodic tables, piss off down there to the building site and get a trade. And I was one of the biggest regrets of my life is actually not taking that advice. I remember, so hearing, I remember hearing a story recently, and it was an interview with a woman on, on television, and she was in America, I think. And she, her daughter was constantly being, you know, the mother and father were being called to the school that the daughter was being disruptive. <laughs> and they, they kept saying, like, well, what's she doing? You know, I said, she just won't stay easy. She keeps walking around the classroom. We keep telling her to sit on her hands because she keeps fidgeting all the time. And da, 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 da. she got kicked out of one school. She went to another school. Same problem. And then eventually the daughter said she, when she was a little bit older, she wanted to go into dance. So they, they sent her to a dance school rather than one of these drama type schools rather than she flourished and she's now head of the Russian ballet. So the there point, so the yeah. point was, of like, course, she, she wanted to move. <laughs> and I know that sounds daft, but she, and they were stopping her from doing all through her life. They were stopping her from doing what she wanted to do. Well, it's not, I mean, like, the way you look for my young son with schoolwork, like he, he is academically, he is good, but I'm also a firm believer in you should be some bit handy. Like, you know, like you should leave school with, basic stuff like how to put up a shelf or maybe how to fix a cog sink or yeah, how to put a wire and a plug a plug on a wire yeah that's it because like he he helped give me a hand there two weeks ago to assemble and install an idea kitchen you know and like i mean if i if i said to any you know your average 22 year old out there now i don't mean to be bad to them all but the majority if i said okay can you mix up a bit of cement there they wouldn't have a clue what to do we see that there, and we see the problem was there was a lot of snobbery towards trades for a long time in this country. Yeah, and like I spent two weeks trying to get an electrician, you know, and like when you get a tradesperson come to your house now, they can more or less name their price. Do, do you know? I oh yeah, mean, it, it would be. I mean, all the biggest. Well, with the same, and the same goes for the likes of say hairdressers. I mean, there's going to be a severe shortage of people like that in the future because so many girls, because it's primarily girls that go to hairdressing, although there's a lot of barbers as well, but primarily girls go to obviously into hairstyling and colouring and all that. So many girls are being encouraged to do the sciences and, you know, go to colleges and all this. So they're not going to train to be hairdressers anymore. Is so Diane is 100% right. To do, her daughter is creative. Get her in there doing something she wants oh, to do. For sure. But as well, there's also a lot of girls um, who may have wanted to do practical subjects like woodwork and metalwork or absolutely want to do home economics and or like, build a wall <laughs> the teacher was telling us out of, out of 30 kids in the first year woodwork class 17 of them were girls yeah look I, I completely agree with you lads I've run out of time Diane thanks very much indeed but right. well done and success to your daughter in the future I hope she does really well I think she will because she's thank got a great you, she's got a great mother alright uh, thank you Diane thank you Dave ok after the break by the way I will be speaking to uh, TD our junior education minister Niall Collins Fianna Fall about the new CAO website that's been launched today to encourage more children to get out and do apprenticeships just under an hour ago, the new CEO college application CEO website kicked off uh, and basically students will be able to link to more than 650 post-leaving cert PLC courses and it will also have access to information and guidance about taking out apprenticeships because I believe there has been a stigma attached to apprenticeships over the last, well, number of years and we talked about that in the previous hour as well. But joining me on the line to discuss the matter a little bit further is Junior Education Minister Niall Collins. Good afternoon to you, Niall. Good afternoon, how are you? Good. Now, not, I mean, this stigma that seems to be attached to apprenticeships that I've just spoken in the last hour, I've spoken to different callers about, one caller there recently just said to me there about 10 minutes ago that she took her daughter out of school during TY and put her into hairdressing and she's going to put her back into school to do her leave insert because she wants to skill her. We seem to have this automatic thing now where students feel, I need to go to college and do a course where they might not be academic and they might be very clever, you know, bricklayers or plasters or plumbers or, a pre- you know, mechanics or whatever it is. We need to encourage them, don't we? We do, and 
that that's part of the reason why um, we set up the new department that, that I worked in, which is the Department of Further and Higher Education, um, where basically we're putting a sustained focus on school leavers, people who are out of school and who want to prepare to get a job and have a career mm-hmm. and for the work list. So heretofore, uh, previously, I suppose since the foundation of the state, all of that space, further and higher education, was lumped in with primary schools and secondary schools in the Department of Education. Two very, very important areas, obviously, for people, primary school and secondary school. But I think it was the right decision to set up the new department. So what we've done, particularly in the area of um, further education and apprenticeships, is we're making a sustained effort to try and mainstream uh, the whole area of further education, all the types of diverse training courses that you can do, PLC courses and apprenticeships. And you can even see today, and you've alluded to yourself, Niall, the, the CAO portal is open today since midday. Um, information on all of uh, the further education training courses is now available. Uh, links on where to apply directly and also information in relation to apprenticeships and how a person can go about pursuing an apprenticeship. Now, yeah, just- because the last thing we want is continue this, uh, it seems to be a kind of bit of a rat race of students going into college because mammy and daddy believe they should go to college or society believes they should go to college to do a course they probably have no interest in and they'd rather be fixing a car. And I, and and we should be encouraging that instead of stigmatising it. And also your own colleague, of course, Michael McGrath said on radio the other day that they were talking about, of course, climate action, climate change and retrofitting houses by 2025, etc, etc. So we'll have nobody to retrofit these houses unless we encourage those kids who are good with their hands to get out there and give us a hand to build these houses and yeah. retrofit them. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, there's, there's been a, a degree of snobbery, a stigmatism associated with apprenticeships for too long in this country. People have seen it as a, a lesser form of qualification. They've looked down They've looked down their nose at it. It's a very rewarding career path, in my opinion. It's an earn-as-you-learn option. Financially to, rewarding, too, if you're good at it. Yeah, well, you're, you're earning I, I know. I know people with apprenticeships, plumbers, electricians, plasters, who are making more money than I am. Yeah, and, and you're talking there about the, what's known as the traditional craft apprenticeships, you know, brick bricklayers, plumbers, apprentices, uh, carpentry, uh, stone masonry, that type of stuff. They were the traditional trades, right? They're called the traditional craft apprenticeships. But there's about 62 apprenticeships now available uh, for formalised apprenticeship training up and running in diverse areas like life sciences, engineering, accounting technician, uh, agriculture, sports, you know, right across right across the spectrum of society mm-hmm. now. Uh, there's a further 18 um, apprenticeships which are in development. Um, it, takes a, it takes a couple of years uh, for um, industry and industry representative groups to get together with the state to formalise an apprenticeship programme. We're, we're, we're fast-tracking those. Uh, those 18 are coming through. And on top of that, so you have 62 and 18. Um, that, that, that brings you up to nearly 80 uh, for apprenticeships which we'll have up and running shortly and we've another almost 20 again So the, the, the whole idea and I can see the, the idea it's a, it's a wonderful idea Niall and it's to take the stigma away from the apprenticeships and finally just before you head off uh, in relation to I suppose the idea of retrofitting houses uh, because I mentioned Michael McGrath said that we're going to need these apprentices by the way to do this because we don't have enough of them at the moment do you think we'll get there? 2025 they're talking about 70,000 houses a year is that even a doable figure? Yeah, I think it is. Um, look, I mean, the, the, house, uh, the Housing for All programme, you know, we're, we're targeting to build 33,000 houses per annum. We've had a retrofitting um, programme in existence for the last number of years in the country. It hasn't reached the targets that it has reached. But every, every uh, technological university, every institute of technology, 
uh, Solis and our ETBs, all our training centres right across the country. In every city and in every rural town, there's training centres now. They're all doing retrofitting courses. They're all doing courses on the green economy, on green skills, in various, you know, it, it, not only in construction, and we have a couple of centres of excellence in relation to green technology and construction. We have a couple of those up and running also. So it, it's all part of the, the bigger climate action agenda that we've been speaking about and been in the news since COP26 in Glasgow for the last few days. So, 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 so it's all hands on deck is what you're telling me because we need, yeah. a, we need a plan. To, we need a plan to make the plan work, if you know what I mean. Well, we, we need people trained and we need uh, trained up people, skilled people uh, to, to, to carry out the work. And that's exactly what my department is supporting the state agencies like the ETBs and Solis and doing. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the you're air. Uh, been Farm Minister for uh, Junior Education, Niall Collins. Uh, and I think he's 100% right. We need to take the stigma away from all forms of apprenticeship, even the traditional ones that I spoke about, but the many others, the other 80 that he talked about. So, in other words, you don't necessarily have to do a course in something or go into college for something that you enjoy doing. There may be an apprenticeship where you can go in, you know, and go in and actually work in the office or the factory or whatever it is and learn that skill rather than having to go to college, get a course that's probably pretty much useless to you and then go looking for the job afterwards. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.